Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I'm going to dive deep into gluten. So many people asking about gluten. They ask about my sensitivity with it. They bug me and tell me to eat things that I can't have, um, not knowing that there is something serious with this sensitivity of mine. So I'm going to dive into explaining a little bit what gluten is um, and what the different sensitivities are and dive a little bit deeper into my experience discovering my sensitivity um, or my story discovering the sensitivity and my experience kind of recovering from it. Um, It's been a long journey to say the least and I feel like with all the knowledge that I've learned personally studying different articles on websites, books, um, and then having also first-hand knowledge from my functional nutritionists and doctors, you know, I really understand now what this all entails and I'm here to just explain it to you all. And I also do have some more of this on my website, alexacuc.com and my Instagram at alexacuc where, you know, I share some healthy recipes, health tips. So make sure you follow along both of those channels. Um, to get some more inspiration, but let's start to dive deep. Okay, so what is gluten? What is gluten? Gluten is a protein that helps glue the grains together. It has this substance called gliadin in it, and this is the main component that helps the bread rise when baking. And Also, gluten is basically the elastic for bread to help it mold together without crumbling. Um, Sometimes when I'm cooking with different flours, I notice that the flours tend to crumble and there's so many crumbs everywhere and I can easily, very easily break apart the bread or whatever I'm trying to make because it lacks that gluten in it. It gets annoying, but there's a lot of different alternatives to help, you know, create that bind. Um, but going back to gluten, some of the grains that have gluten are, like you might know, wheat, barley, rye, farro, semolina, spell. And, you know, we don't realize it, but there's also a lot of other things that contain gluten as well. Um, some oats have cross contaminants of gluten in it, although they might be gluten free or they're supposed to be gluten free. Um, and soy sauce, soy sauce, so- bleh, oh my goodness, soy sauce even has um, this starch in it from wheat. So if you look on the packaging of soy sauce under the ingredients, you'll see that it says wheat. So you have to be really careful. There are a lot of different alternatives. Of course, I'll dive deep into that a little bit later. Um, But specifically for soy sauce, amino acids, uh, coconut amino acids are a good substitute. Um, And FYI, gluten is not unhealthy. The media makes it seem like it is, but it's not unhealthy if you don't have a sensitivity to it. Um, It acts as a prebiotic to feed the good bacteria in our bodies, and it has a lot of different minerals and nutrients in it too. 
that help the body function. Um, and it only becomes unhealthy when it starts to create this inflammatory response in your body um, and when you have a sensitivity to it. And when there's this inflammatory response, I'll dive a little bit deeper into this. Actually, I'll just talk about it right now. But when you have a sensitivity um, or an inflammatory response to gluten, it starts to affect your small intestines. And this is the area where most of your nutrients are absorbed. And when it becomes inflamed, then, you know, it starts to affect certain parts of your body and especially the villi. And the villi is the part of your stomach or your small intestines, I should say. Um, your stomach has the acids. The small intestines has the villi. And the villi is the area of the food absorption. And when it becomes inflamed, your body won't be able to absorb the food correctly. And there's a lot of gut permeabilities where you can develop something called leaky gut, which is something I had, um, where the lining of your stomach starts to kind of break down and spread apart in a way. And different types of contaminants like gluten or bacteria or other inflammatory things start to leak out of your gut into your body. And it's just a whole nother episode that I'm going to honestly have to talk about that on there. Um, but want to dive more into the two different types of gluten sensitivities out there. So we have celiac disease, which occurs when gluten triggers the body to attack itself and damage the small intestine. Um, and when, like I said, this becomes inflamed or when it's left untreated, it can actually lead to different types of cancers, artery disease, diabetes, MS, and other very serious conditions. Um, and then some other conditions associated with this gluten sensitivity, more so in the case of celiac and non-gluten or non-celiac gluten sensitivity, I should say, or anemia, fatigue, thyroid issues. And actually the anemia and thyroid issues kind of go hand in hand together because um, with anemia, you're not absorbing iron correctly. And when you don't have enough iron, you don't have enough oxygen in your body um, or the, the red cells don't supply enough oxygen to the body. And then that also slows down the iron issues. That's also another episode we can talk about that. And I would love to get an expert on anemia to discuss this all. Um, but then the second type of sensitivity, like I kind of mentioned before, is non-celiac gluten sensitivity or known as NCGS. And this is the one that I discovered that I had. Uh, specifically through a wheat zoomer test and that was done by my functional nutritionist and it basically was a blood test that tested if I had any gut permeabilities like leaky gut, um, any sensitivities or antibodies to gluten and it did show there are a lot of markers that showed that I had sensitivities to gluten therefore I had NCGS and you might even have it too. And if you do, then it needs to be addressed ASAP. So some of the signs and symptoms of this gluten sensitivity might be fatigue, might be joint pain, irritable bowel syndrome or IBS. You might see the acronym IBS um, when you're reading different things or if you see it, you know, other people talking about it, um, IBS. 
Uh, it can lead to anxiety, depression, so like different mood swings. It can lead to brain fog. This is something that I had from this. Uh, weight fluctuations. I also had an issue with this too. Um, and also leads to acne and skin rashes and malabsorption. So malabsorption because once again, the gluten is attacking the small intestines and it's irritating the walls and linings of the small intestines. The small intestines absorb all of the nutrients in your body and when it becomes inflamed, it can't absorb those vital nutrients like iron, for example, with the whole entire anemia situation. Um, so you can be exposed to gluten uh, by cross-contamination too, like I've mentioned earlier before. So you might not even know it. Someone will be cooking pasta and using that spoon that they put in their pasta water into maybe your pasta water um, or even when baking like or when toasting you have toast you're putting your gluten-free toast maybe in the same toaster that gluten was in so you'd be really careful um, and you know there are ways to recover from non-gluten or actually there are ways to recover from both sensitivities from the celiac and the non-gluten, non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Um, and like the first step is to eliminate gluten. Now with celiac disease, I don't have this and I don't have as much information on this because I didn't have an actual experience with this. So, you know, didn't do all of my research um, to the full extent. But with this specifically, like you need to just eliminate gluten, period, because you have this attack like this autoimmune attack on your body and with the non-celiac gluten sensitivity also eliminate the gluten um some other things that can help kind of heal the gut are drinking bone broth using digestive enzymes um using glutathione support this is these are all the things that i actually did to help heal my gut um, and I've even heard to using activated charcoal can help bind to toxins, take them out of the body. So maybe there are some toxins, aka gluten, in your body that need to be taken out. Um, and magnesium. Magnesium helps soothe the body and digestive tract. Magnesium is a key player. I actually love using calm magnesium. I have some magnesium chelated or buffered chelate. I'm going to actually see what it's called. Hold on. Okay, so I have magnesium buffer chelate. Yes, I was correct. Um, and it's chelated magnesium. And it's from Designs for Health Incorporated. I actually uh, was given this by my functional nutritionist to use. Um, so all these things, it's a holistic way of healing. You have to give it time and you have to really just allow the body to heal itself and every single year the body regenerates so if you're not seeing results right away that's totally normal you have to be patient and remember that your body is here to support you it wants you to live and thrive you have to just give it time to start to function correctly and i'm not a doctor i'm not an rd but I do know that these things are serious and if you do think that you have one of these issues, you should definitely go speak to a doctor. 
because in the long run, you want to make sure that you're supporting your body. And it's never too late. It's never too late to go to a doctor or get your answers. The sooner you start, the better. Okay, so let's go dig deep into speaking about the different types of foods that you can eat um, in opposed to gluten. So some of the replacements that I absolutely love are quinoa. I love sweet potato. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know I love sweet potato. I literally eat sweet potato with like every meal. It's so good. It is starchy, but you know, I believe that the fiber in it really just helps my digestive tract. And I've noticed that when I don't have my sweet potato, which should be organic, all potatoes or uh, things that are grown in the ground, make sure that they're organic. Um, But I just noticed that the sweet potatoes make me feel good. Also, you can use buckwheat. I use buckwheat. Um, And gluten-free oats. I love gluten-free oats. I make so many different gluten-free oat recipes. And the oats have the fiber in them and a lot of other really, really good nutrients. I can do another episode on this too. Um, But like guys, carbs are not bad. (laughs) They're really good for you. They support you. You need carbs to live. So there's options out there. Now you can also eat rice, amaranth, millet, corn, sour gum. So there's so many different alternatives, but you have to be careful because if you're not gluten sensitive, then there are risks. Um, you will lack fiber and some other key nutrients for, that are included in the gluten or in substances that have gluten, uh, like vitamin B, zinc, iron, calcium, folic acid, and some other. But I will actually upload all of these on my website. Um, I'll put some links in there too for where I'm getting a lot of this research from. Um, and a lot of the gluten-free alternatives are unhealthy because there are more fillers in them. And some of these fillers include, believe it or not, sugar is a filler. So they use a lot of different types of sugars, which can cause weight gain, diabetes, cancer, heart disease. That's, of course, an excess. Um, and there's different types of gums and highly processed vegetable oils or hydrogenated oils or trans fats. Um, so, you know, like the best thing to do, in my opinion, is to eat ingredients with one ingredient <laughs> or eat gluten-free alternatives that have ingredients that you can read, like making homemade oat bread and what are you going to use in it maybe just some oats and eggs omg (laughs) um and then some other gluten-free alternatives that are kind of used as binders these are the ones that i specifically use i use psyllium husk and flaxseed but i'll go through a bunch of others so psyllium husk has is a soluble fiber so absorbs water easily and it kind of gets this like jelly substance like mucus like kind of similarly to ground flax seeds um and you know these also absorb a lot of the water very beautifully and turn into a gel mixture when they sit in the water for a while like chia seeds too you might heard of chia seed pudding 
Um, so these are really good alternatives. Also, there's xanthan gum, which is used as a binder, and it's made actually from a fermentation process uh, with corn. And then this helps thicken the bread. And then we have gargum, which is from beans. And this also provides elasticity and binding properties. Um, eggs are also good, but I don't use them because I have a sensitivity to them as well. Um, but I wish I can eat them or eat them more often. Sometimes I do have them um, when they're in baked goods. But I always notice that my stomach hurts after eating them, so I really shouldn't eat them. Yeah, but I'll have a lot of different other recipes on my website, and I'll post on Instagram sometimes things that I'm making. Um, something that I actually love to do is slice a potato into slices, <laughs> like thick slices, so it kind of looks like bread. So I'm not like cutting them into tiny little fry pieces, but they're maybe like two inches, two, three inches thick and then the whole length and I will just eat that as my bread alternative I'll put some almond butter um, or some avocado uh, and then you know you can also use rice cakes on that topic rice cakes are a good gluten-free alternative and I love some brands that do gluten-free goodies but once again like I just feel like a lot of them have different all like not a lot of them have additives that I'm not too keen on and you can tell there's a lot of sugar and when I eat these things I do notice myself uh that I have like these blood sugar spikes so I try to just do a lot of things homemade I know what's in them I know what's going to them and you know when I like to have a little kick of energy I just have fruit like I don't really go towards sugar like processed sugar I'll just have like fructose from fruit I just feel like that works for my body best um, but on the topic of gluten I hope this helped you all make sure you connect with me DM me on Instagram at alexacuc. Sign up for my newsletter on my website at alexacuc.com. Um, I'll be posting a lot more on there soon. Great content coming. And keep updated for just what the future has in store for this podcast, for everything that I'm trying to do within the health space, and my life. I have a lot of major life updates. I, I actually... I actually am getting my yoga certification, so I'll probably be doing some episodes on that, everything I've learned with yoga, how it's a mind-body-spirit connection, how, you know, there are certain poses in specific that treat different, like, not diseases, but maybe issues, chronic issues that you might have, um, the importance of the vagus nerve. Um, how yoga in general stretches your muscles, which then create this really relaxing sensation in your body that ties into your nerve endings and goes back into your spine and affects your parasympathetic system in a beautiful way. Like there's so many amazing benefits of yoga. So I can't wait to continue to talk about that and to continue to learn about it. And I hope everyone has a safe holiday season and that you are all 
eating well, doing well in life. You have a beautiful new year. Um, I've been trying to kind of get down to business with all of my goals. I, I don't really like to do New Year's goals. I feel like I do goals based off of certain periods of time in my life. But the new year for me is a special time because if you've heard my story before, like this is when I finished my chemotherapy and I feel like that was my huge reset for my life. And it happened to be on January 3rd of 2018. So basically two days after New Year's Day. It was a really exciting time for me and I feel like I've grown so much. It's actually insane. And anyone out there who's going through something traumatic just please know that there is a way out you will not be this way forever this is a temporary experience you're having and it's it's going to be rough but um just know that there are options out there and it just takes time to heal especially you know when you're going through (laughs) gluten sensitivity issues and discovering that but I have noticed with my gluten stuff um I've I've eaten some gluten objects (laughs) objects or like pieces of bread (laughs) some gluten contaminated bread um like bagels Mm, essa bagel if anyone from NYC knows essa bagel let me tell you these bagels are my favorite so I've had that I've had um some pumpernickel bread recently and a slice of pizza not gonna lie I did not feel well after and I'm starting to realize that like I get like kind of itchy when I have gluten it's weird and I get like really fatigued so I'm taking a cut on the gluten for a while and oh yeah another thing that has gluten in it Oreos Ugh. why did I do this no wait no they don't no they do There's gluten-free Oreos out there, though. Anyways, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to subscribe, like the video, or not video. What am I saying? (laughs) Rate the podcast. (laughs) And please let me know what else you want me to speak about on here and what other experts you want me to have on the podcast. But enjoy the week and holiday season. I'll catch you next week. Ciao.